Yo, what's Schmaggin' and me, Hoop fans, basketball fans, the 2K community. Look, all of you guys, man, Hall of Fame fam, Hall of Fame alums, all the loved ones. You know the voices, L. Scott Fitzgerald, Young Demi got us back. Let's get it, nigga. We back lit. Appreciate you listening, man. Welcome to the vibe. If it's your first time, smack yourself for not being a part of the Hall of Fame fam, Hall of Fame alums, and smash that like button, smash the favorite button. Make sure that you turn that star gold for me, man. I'm on every podcast platform that you can hear a podcast on. We're not on ESPN's podcast yet, but we will get there soon enough. Make sure that you follow the official HOF Press Badge handle on Twitter. That is where all of the official podcasts come out, as well as HOFPressBadge.com. Make sure that you guys log on. Welcome to the barbershop. Come on in. Let's talk some basketball, man. Pull up a seat. I am your host of the Hall of Fame Press Badge show. My Twitter is at Justel Scott. If you want to join, join the conversation, follow the pound sign, HOF alumni, hashtag trend, man. Let's get it popping, man. How are you doing today, loved ones? I appreciate you for rocking with me. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, so I appreciate that. I did listen to a couple of my episodes, and I guess I was just a little bit too close to the mic, but I am going to get that together, man. The mic is picking up every single thing, so... I have to just be cautious of that. I am in a small room when I'm doing these shows, so I have to uh, worry about the acoustics, you dig? So enough of that small talk, enough of that bullshit, man. It's been a long time since we talked about it, so let's talk about it, man. Let's get the vibes right. You know the vibes. It's time to talk about LeBron James and the shot, man. Straight up, they had some good people on his show again. He he still hasn't got some people on there that I thought he would get on there. I wish he would have got John Singleton before he passed away. Rest in peace to the legend, the legendary man himself, John. He um, passed away not too long ago. You know what I'm saying? I didn't say anything about it here on the Hall of Fame Press Bad Show. If you don't know who he is, then you lost in the sauce, and it is what it is. But, uh... I stay humble right here on Hall of Fame Press Bad Show. We had Seth Rogen on the show this time. We had Don Cheeto, Travis Scott, Lonzo Ball, DeAndre Haskins from the Texans. He didn't speak too much. Mr. Rivera, I did not get his first name, but I do know who he is, what he does, and stuff like that. Uh, Maverick Carter, of course, is on there hosting. They had Jimmy Iovine, the legendary Jimmy Iovine on there, as well as the legend Pharrell on there. Um, first of all, we're just saying for real, I want to go straight into this, man. No bullshit. What is a Ginzer, Ginzier, Ginzier, a Ginzier? What is a Ginzier? That's something that he's been brought from Tokyo, uh, and brought it to Japan. He done brought it wherever he got it from. He's done brought it over here to the United States and he's using it. He's not saying Generation X. He's not saying none of this other stuff. He's saying Millennials and the Gen Zires. Now, he's got all of these beautiful children. God bless. Respect. Nothing but love. Nothing but love and positive vibes sent his way for what he is doing. He has all of these beautiful children. He is becoming a different person. He's older and stuff like that. So is what it is but can somebody tell me what the f a genzire is somebody please let me know stick around man don't you go no damn well i promise you we're gonna be right back with some more good content we're gonna talk about the shop right here on hall of fame press bad show with l scott Fitzgerald. that is the show basketball is the game stick around don't you go nowhere
All right, bro. Woo, shit. Uh, we back lit. Appreciate y'all for sticking around, man. Uh, I am under a time constraint, so I am going to try to get this episode out uh, as fast as possible. I am trying my best not to make my um, analysis and breakdown or whatever the hell I'm going to call this with just a fist reaction to it. Um, basically, I try to make my, you know, what I say a little bit less than the show because the show is only... 20 something minutes, 24, 25 something minutes. And I know that my segments can sometimes run over. So what we're going to do is jump straight into it. Lonzo on the Lakers, man. Lonzo Ball was talking about learning that LeBron is now his teammate. And that initial feeling, I can kind of concur how that feeling would be. And he kept it real. You know what I'm saying? He's, you know, becoming his own man. He talked about growing up. He has his own child now and uh, dealing with the fact that LeVar had to deal with his own friend being there in the house and stuff. Like, this is a friend friend of the family. This is someone that Lonzo says that he bought a house for his parents. And there's a room in the house for this guy to live there. So this guy is more than just someone who handled their business affairs. He's someone that lived with them he's living somewhat off of them in the midst of taking from them and then the, he talked about his mother being ill and that's when it started because his mother dealt with the finances and stuff so uh that's kind of duff uh, kind of tough to you know swallow you know what i'm saying that's a really tough pill to swallow and it's really unacceptable you feel me and um it's nothing more heinous i would uh have to say it is than having someone leech off of you not just one way because you can feel that leech in one way you'll know that one way that they're leeching and you can kind of accept it and kind of deal with it and manage it but then there's that other sneaky low undercut undertone type of what they're doing and stuff like that and that's what hurts you that's what makes you feel like you have to uh cut ties and get your own space and stuff away from somebody um Travis Scott is on this episode and Travis Scott talks about uh, awards and things like that. And they matter. Yes, they do matter because who remembers number two? Nobody. They only remember number one. And they talked about the Oscars and different things like that. I can't tell you those different things. No, because those those some of those things that he's saying really aren't a part of the culture. They're more for the award givers. Really, they're for the academy quote-unquote academy whoever does that sits down and who is on the voting panel they're more for those people to be praised really for them to get their acknowledgement out the fact that we're the best of the best critics you know what i'm saying we're the food critics or whatever it is we're the best critics of whatever it is that you critique we're the best of the best and we get together and we put our business together and our thoughts are important and that then is portrayed on a big screen where the Oscars, the uh, Met Gala Ball, or, you know, saying for fashion, or uh, the ESPYs for basketball and different sports and stuff. Those different awards and things like that, those matter. They have a cultural influence, but they don't because what really influences us is something different. Uh, Don Cheetah was on this episode and he was talking about being a low profile person. He said that he could go somewhere with Pharrell and somebody be like, oh, it's Pharrell. Yeah, da, da. hey, guy over there, can you take a picture of me and Pharrell? And it's Don Cheetah. He'd be like, yeah, I'll take a picture. But 
Don Cheadle, you are War Machine. You are in all of the Avengers movies. Please understand that the kids know who you are. The kids know who you are. Someone in, I'll say early 90s, so I go 94 and back, that does not watch anything Avengers or does not pay attention to it, like, frequently and be like, yo, I remember this person in the, you know what I'm saying? It, those people will miss you. Those people won't, um, you know what I'm saying? Those people will overglance you, you know what I'm saying? They won't take a second look at you be like, was that him? Nah, nah, it probably wasn't him, you know what I'm saying? It's a whole nother black dude somewhere, whatever. And Don Cheeto will get looked over that way. But you are Don freaking Cheeto, though, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, DeAndre Haskins from the Texans. He didn't talk too much. Now, they don't, the football guys, when they get on there, they don't talk too much. And I like the fact that they don't talk too much. Um, DeAndre Haskins talked about, um, you know, the awards and having a chip on your shoulder and what being in yourself on a team sport, being in yourself, one with yourself, saying that, I am the MVP, I am the best, that does nothing but fuel really your teammates. It doesn't really become a selfish thing unless you yourself yourself let it come into your own psyche where you say, I'm the reason why this is happening, I'm the reason why, and then that rubs off on people the wrong way. So it's nothing but positive vibes, you know what I'm saying? You have to, uh, it's layers to it, you know what I'm saying? You have to never feel like, you know what I'm saying? You can feel like a king, but you don't have to treat everyone else's peasants you feel me you can always treat the janitor like uh he's the king you know what i'm saying he's the janitor sweeping the floors or whatever and mopping or whatever and you can always still treat him with respect because you never know where somebody comes from or what got them to that level where they are where you can go from swinging a mop today and then two weeks later you somehow end up on top of the world and you're telling people what to do you know what i'm saying you're pointing out fingers and you can be the one that you know what i'm saying flip it around and you're pointing fingers and telling that same person that was telling you treating you rude or whatever because you had the mop you can fire them or tell them um get in you know what i'm saying it, it can come down to where they'll be the person swinging the mop you know what i'm saying things happen karma is real and uh the yin and yang, you know what I'm saying? The way that uh, the world is and positive negativity, karma does come back around full circle. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Queen Nod if you don't know who that is that you sleep. But um, let's talk about some of the real touching uh, things that happened later on. The beginning was like, you know what I'm saying, the appetizer of the show, but it got really deep. So before I go there, just some JSS real quick. Seth got a haircut, Seth Rogen got a haircut, and LeBron, of course, got um, his beard lined up, face lined up. Uh, Mr. Rivera, man, coming out the cut with the nice questions. He's asking all the good stuff. He asks about Magic freaking Johnson. I'm going to go backwards right now. I'm going to go because they when they got deep, let's just say it like that. When they got deep, they started off deep, and then they went kind of trickled down you know what i'm saying so what they had at the end was kind of what people were waiting for but it got deep right in between the middle of what they were speaking about so magic stepped down and the moment that it happened lonzo had a whole different outlook on it because he's younger he's like yo this is my second year 
I'm injured. What we partying? Because I can't play basketball. I'm worried about next year. LeBron is in the same suit, but he's like, well, I wasn't really looking forward to just next year. I was told by Magic Johnson that we're going to change the culture around here. We're going to go back to Showtime. And the thing is, he shouldn't feel a way about it because once Magic finally did come out, which, of course, like I said, I'm late to this, but when Magic Johnson did come out and say what he had to say, it felt good to hear some reassuring things that were being said and legitimately, you know what I'm saying, it brings some legitimacy to what was being said and what was being thrown on Magic's name. Like, so why would you leave like this? And why is this like, well... He told the reason why he left the way he did. And it's kind of magic fashion where he's like, yes, I just feel, you know what I'm saying, free now. And then now I can, you know, go message Ben Simmons. Or I can go message Russell uh, Russell Simmons, Russell Westbrook or whatever. And, um, you know what I'm saying, tell him how he feels and this and that. He doesn't have to choose his words wisely anymore. He can just go ahead and just snap, you know what I'm saying, say what he has to say. You feel me? And um, I can't call it, man. Honestly, he did what he felt was best for him, and LeBron's response is definitely funny. If you have not seen the show, definitely check out The Shop on HBO Uninterrupted. Check that shit out, man. Look, Travis Scott was on there, and he was into what was going on. Appreciate that. That lets you know that The Shop itself, the show, it makes you become a part of it because the conversation is usually good. Um, and with that, I'll go into let's do it, let's do it like this back into somewhat of what Lonzo was talking about. Lonzo talked about his father and the stuff like that, uh, the family friend that took their money and stuff like that. Let's go to LeVar and they're talking about parenting and, um, you know, how do you feel about the parents that are cheating their way into getting their kids jobs? And they have the money and they are probably in that position or something like that, but they still have to, you know, uh, you know, it's who you know. You know what I'm saying? That's it's always there. It's always who you know. So if you know who you know or you have a, you know, a leg up on the competition, then you, you always use that. And the first leg up in any type of uh, argument is you're a white male. You're a white male. You are a dominant figure. You're of youth and you have a brain and you just walk into a job to handle your interview. You're dressed accordingly. You're first on the list. Then followed by the different stereotypes, the different trickle-down effect, you know what I'm saying? And so what happens is the cheating to get the jobs and stuff like that from parents and stuff like that that are rich to get kids into situations or get... You know, that All that is is living vicariously through your children. That is not... That is taking your child, your child gets of a certain age, they start to rebel, and you say, no, you're going to military school. And then when they get out of military school, they're so rigid and then you say well you're still going to be a doctor or or when they go to school and they say see the school is hard and they, no you're not going to quit school i put all of this money into you you're gonna finish and be a doctor you're gonna finish and be a lawyer those are those type of people because i didn't do it i didn't i didn't i ruined my life so i'm not gonna let you ruin yours it's it's always that it's always that point of parenting where 
that has to be done living vicariously through your children where you say my children are never gonna live as bad as i did so i'm gonna buy them a million pairs of jays it don't matter that the shoes they ain't gonna be able to wear them but two weeks they ain't gonna be able to wear them before outfit for a picture and click that picture lasts forever but hey where's them shoes go I don't know, you know, you got too small for them. How many times did I wear them? Probably once or twice, you know. Okay, so how much did you spend on them? Probably about $80, $90. Okay, so can I get $10 for lunch? No, you're of age now. Now you got to go handle that yourself. I don't understand where that goes. Like, how does that parenting block, that, that, there's something in that. There's, there's a controlling slavery, uh, master type of feel over there they i'm the influencer over your life and i can tell you what to do and you will do what i tell you to do it's something about that man just it's parenting you know what i'm saying and it's always going to be living vicariously through your children so those things of uh yeah you're a criminal yeah they have to come in and come tear some things down because you cheated your way into getting your riches or cheated your way into keeping your riches and stuff like that yeah there's those things happen where every tuesday and thursday as maverick carter said every tuesday and thursday there is a raid and somebody is getting their house broken into by the police at four or five o'clock in the morning early when you're not expecting it and stuff so those things happen um that was a big part of the meat the good part of the conversation and during these good parts of the conversation LeBron doesn't do too much talking he doesn't do too much talking in this episode unless he was questioned by uh Mr. Rivera and I tell you Jimmy Iovine being on there that was really good he sat down next to Don Cheeto they sit down drinking the wine and stuff it is really a meeting of the minds the shop is a good good show I don't know why people don't want to watch it uh more or people have more negative things to say about it than positive things it really is something beautiful it's unedited it's uh uncensored it's a real tangible place to be it's a real tangible thing happening where people are actually there and it's being recorded for or uh, for the outside world to see. But what's happening in that room is a level of comfortability, a level of freedom, a level of privacy. You know, there's a level of I can get away with saying this here because I'm in the setting that I'm in. And I like that about the show. You know what I'm saying? It definitely shows that it's levels to what you can imagine you feel me um so again because i'm trying to rush through this you know what i'm saying i'm trying to say this as fast as possible uh the sports versus the system was kind of what you know i was alluding to with maverick going into the parents of these children then being forced to be put into these positions where they are forced to go to school for sports because that's where you get your free education and that's how you're going to make a difference in the world well sports versus the system they talked about lines uh lines talked about zion williamson in this conversation but before i go into the zion conversation it's the sports versus the system yes they're making money off of these bodies they're making lots and lots of money off of these bodies 
these children are going to school they don't have to handle too much in the classrooms they're there for the reasons they're there for and they're taking those talents and taking them to the point where they can get money for doing what they're doing the fact that the NCAA is as sucky as it is and then you say the two main sports are football which is black athletes and basketball which is black athletes all of that money then is in turn to smaller sports where white people run everything let's just say it like that where you have tons of money from these two revenue streams football and basketball then being thrown into college golfing college fencing college lacrosse college volleyball softball goes into other things like competitive vaping and competitive dodgeball and different esports and things like that the trickle down effect yes the money is being made off of the black sports the black athlete the black person yes on the very i don't think it was the first yeah it was well of course it's not the first but it's the second season the first episode of the shop basically lena white she was very true very honest when she spoke and said yes black bodies are definitely being sold and marketed to you differently now but they're definitely being controlled and sold in a different way other than well it's it's modern slavery it's other than what will be deemed slavery back when but it's the same exact thing and that's always going to be prevalent and institutionalized racism Seth Rogen says I'm from Canada Jewish and he's talking and he goes and says yeah you know institutionalized racism we're going to comedy show I'm gonna be you know what I'm saying doing my comedy show but before we do our show we're gonna always let people know our social background how we got to where we are and how we got here is because this land is ours we fought for it and we were given this land by the French we're now Canadians this is us and I can hear that being said in the United States as well that's too much that's too much to be saying all the time but it's it's too much to be patriotic all the time it's really too much to be politically correct all the time and Donald Trump is showing us that every day where I'm a human being I can mess up I'm a human being I can mess up I'm a human being but I'm the most popular human being so I got all the power and I'm a white man and I can point and point and point and point and you're fired you're fired you're fired Yes, you can change people's lives with the word. And you can go, I'm powerful, I'm powerful, I'm powerful, I'm powerful. And you pointed people. But that is not how things should be, but that's how things go. And yes, Don Trudeau was right. He put a big, nice stamp on it. He said, this is our country's birth defect. That 
it could be reparations it could be uh the national negro anthem being said every where every uh event everywhere that we go you know every sporting event every um convention or it's anything any get gathering meeting where you go to a movie or something or you go to a bowling alley or something in between music in between the radio playing all of a sudden you hear the negro national anthem or something if that was the case then we would feel that way we would actually feel like okay well, something's gonna change a change is gonna come you know what i'm saying we, we we as black people would feel different. I don't know how you guys would feel about that, but I don't know. And in that, I'll close with saying, my Hall of Fame fam, Hall of Fame alumni, casting your life and the cast of people around you and then having the right individuals in your life and things like that can take you a long way. Jimmy Iovine brought that up in the conversation and he talked about it saying, you need to cast better, you know, and people need to do the right casting of their lives because it always depends on who you know. And you never know who you know if you don't go out there and try to find the right people to know. Because if you're going out there just finding unacceptable people, it speaks volumes on you. Not that, you know, you all are choosing to keep each other in your lives. You don't have to keep that person in your life to keep that is negative that keeps you down you know what i'm saying you can always come out of that and be a more positive person for yourself or for even the people around you as i said um getting a bunch of notifications here a bunch of pop-ups and stuff so i apologize for the noise in the background but honestly this was a great great episode like i said lebron didn't talk much they talked about magic johnson they talked about zion and the conversation on Zion was short-lived. Uh, they talked about can he play basketball. He has a young brain. Okay, so learning from someone like Coach K or any other college coach that is of up to par, then he would become a better basketball player overall, overall because of the brains behind the basketball. He can put the ball in the hole. Physically, he can put the ball in the hole. He can physically stop you from scoring points. He just has to learn the footwork. He has to learn the ins and outs. Learn how to play defense without fouling. Learn how to move your feet on the offense. How to work off ball. To get screens in a certain direction. To learn what's a brush screen. What's a down screen? What's a pin down? What's all of these different terms or uh, slipping a screen and different things like that. Learning when to, winning how to, when learning when to work with your best friend RJ on the point guard position with the fact of a pick and roll. What to do, how to do a roll, how to be dominant in the rolling position, to be a better pick and pop person. You know what I'm saying? So just learning different things from a college coach then he'll learn how to deal with the better competition because you have to learn he had to first get there 
and I mean, not even getting there, but he had to first get with somebody, anybody who can visually see. You're dominating these guys. They spending all of this money to keep their kids from being at the house, being couch potatoes, get out, get active. They're spending all of this money, putting them in AAU tournaments and stuff. And Zion is going out there killing them. So you got to get a point in your head where you're killing these guys because they, they're not up to par with me. There are going to be guys in college that are going to be better than me. They're not going to be more physically gifted than me or anything like that. But they're just going to be better in different aspects that are going to allow them to beat me and my team. So you've got to get that stuff in his head. And I think Zion has got that. Where in the midst of that, they were talking about the money and stuff like that. And they brought me to Zion has to go. He has to get out of school because those physical gifts and things like that. The physical, meeting the mental, it's there. It's to the point where now he has to go to the NBA. And if last year he could have went, he could have went there. Because it does nothing in the NBA but speed up that learning process. And that learning process is curved a little bit by classes and schoolwork and this and that. I said a little bit, but just, just the classwork and the little small things, it gets slowed down a little bit. So you learn as much basketball as you possibly can, but you learn a lot about life and, as well. And you learn more about it in the NBA. I mean, once you get drafted, there are classes and stuff like that. And so he'll understand what NBA life is like where uh, – you know, any other job, you have orientation and stuff like that, and you have your training weeks and stuff like that. They have those for uh, incoming draftees, and Zion will be one of those, and Zion will be headed to the NBA sometime soon. But that is what at look, that is what happened on the shop this week. I apologize for being extra late. I really do. I did not know the freaking episode that came out. I just clicked on to my damn YouTube today and I saw a video of the shop and I saw Travis Scott on there and I was like, well, I have got to be slipping. Uh, so I need to go ahead and get back, tighten up. And that's exactly what I did. I make sure that I brought it right here to the Hall of Fame fam, Hall of Fame alums, the loved ones. I appreciate you guys. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. So I appreciate that. I really do from the bottom of my heart. Are you dumb, though? If you don't fuck with Hall of Fame, then you must be drunk. Appreciate that, man. It's time to shake the scene and flee the spot. Thank you for listening to the Hall of Fame Press Bad Show. Hit me up on Twitter at Justell Scott to join the conversation. Give me some comments, likes, reviews on this show and any other segments that I have put out. Check me out on the Hardwood Amino at HOF Press Bad. Log on to the HOFPressBads.com for the exclusive blog content. If you're feeling the vibe and enjoying the ride that I'm on my ride, on my ride to 99, man. Like, comment, review, subscribe. Continue to inspire me to inspire you. Hall of Fame fam, the shop on HBO. Check it out. He had some good people on this episode. Shout outs to LeBron. He is doing his thing in LA this summer. Hopefully, um, his next coming episodes will have um, him getting ready for season and then one where hey the season has just started so pop there's an episode so we're gonna need those from you lebron so 
you continue to keep me on my grind. You're continuing to inspire me. So, LeBron, I need you to continue to inspire me, to inspire you. I appreciate you guys for listening. Hall of Fame fam. I really do. I appreciate you guys. You feel me? We're not on ESPN Radio, Fox Sports Radio, NBA TV, Disney Airways, and none of that good stuff yet. But we're going to get there soon enough. Continue to rock with me. All is life. Let's grind. Close the door behind you as you shake the spot. The shop is closed. It fits. Like that, we go. What is there?